Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and I am the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute podcast. And this is our podcast where we speak to Windermere agents who are bringing creative ideas, power strategies, successful routines to light. And we always like to talk about things that are going on in their lives and how maybe they're helping their clients have a better customer service and also living work-life balance. And today, I'm thrilled to have Perry Erickson Brown with us. Uh, Perry, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks, Michael. How are you? I'm terrific. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, to talk with you. So on this coaching minute, Perry, a couple things is we our audience, you know, is a lot of real estate agents, a lot of people who are in the general public, and you recently uh, became a, a Windermere agent, and you started back in March of 2022, correct? I started in July. I got certified in March, or excuse me, licensed in March, but I didn't start working until July. So in my first year and loving it. And so you came, uh, you came from kind of the tech world, right? Yeah. I, my background is I've got some experience in nonprofit and startup, but most of my career was in tech. Um, so, so it wasn't necessarily an intuitive jump for me, but, um, but it's been great so far. And you're a mom of an eight and five-year-old and you live in the uh, North Beach area in uh, North, kind of North Seattle and you uh, work out of the Seattle Greenwood office. Greenwood office uh, that's owned by Pete Richmond, correct? That's right. Yeah, it's a fantastic office. Everyone's really wonderful, really welcoming. And uh, there's a little group of us that are newer, and that's been really great too. We have a cohort to support each other and um, are learning a lot from each other. I love it. Well, I'm excited today because one of the things that I always get asked or a lot of people wonder is, you know, a lot of people say, well, this ninja thing that you do, in fact, it was funny, I was skiing with my son this weekend. And uh, he had gone up to talk to uh, the owners in Whatcom County in Bellingham, Rob Washburn and Wyndon Holden. And uh, he had lunch with him because he's going to school there. And uh, he said, so can you guys tell me like what my dad does? I don't really understand Ninja. And it's funny my son's asking this question, but I got to believe there's a lot of other people that wonder as well. And so one of the things I'd love for you being new and in your office, being surrounded by quite a few other real estate agents who may have gone through Ninja, may not have gone through Ninja, is there's kind of this, you called it myth busting. Um, what did you think about Ninja or what did you hear from other people about Ninja uh, before you took it? Yeah, that's one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you about this uh, topic because I I didn't quite understand what to expect from Ninja in spite of talking to peers about it, in spite of having skimmed the book um, and hearing so many positive things. I had some misconceptions. And so they they both sort of, I wouldn't say kept me from signing up. I did eventually sign up for Ninja, but gave me some hesitation. You know, would I get the value out of it that other people said they were getting, et cetera. So yeah, I think the biggest one for me is a little bit like, you know, what is Ninja and what kind of, what feelings does that evoke when you think of it? And the irony is that what you're learning in Ninja is really a set of systems and best practices 
to be in good relationships with the people in your network and also to be the best real estate agent that you can be for your clients. But when I thought of Ninja, when I heard the word Ninja, it made me think that I was going to learn to be an even more secret salesman or something. Um, And so the irony there was that I had this misconception even based on the name. And I think you told an interesting story about where the word Ninja came from. Um, I don't want to get the story wrong, but it I think it had to do with an agent who was just so good at their job, they were hardly ever in the office and people started calling them the ninja. Um, But so I was thinking, oh, you know, ninja is because you're learning to be a more secret salesman. It's really nothing like that at all. (laughs) So so yeah, yeah, that was the first thing that I thought of. The original ninja and they just called him the ninja because he did so phenomenally well, but he wasn't ever in the office. And what they realized is he was actually out creating phenomenal relationships through systems. And so that's really right when you think about Ninja, it, it's it's creating this world of strong relationships with your clients based on trust, um, you know, and consistency, and and that's where that's where the business comes from. But it's interesting. Uh, what did some of your what did some of the people in your office say about it? Yeah, so I mean, I think the biggest thing that I had heard from people in the office was was just about you know learning to make phone calls and write notes, and I had some misconceptions about that too. You know, I was really. I had a very fixed mindset about, you know, people in my peer group don't want to receive calls and I don't want to make calls. I'm a texter. Um, so this system isn't going to work for me. And I had a breakthrough at Ninja where the first day I'll admit I was too scared to make the calls. I called my other brokers in my office who had been really supportive. Um, and the second day I had kind of an epiphany and I, I called some former coworkers of mine who had been like best friends of mine in the office for years and we hadn't been in touch. And it was so exhilarating and so fun and has given me energy for like the last week to reconnect with some of these people. And so it was kind of like a paradigm shift where I had had this thought that this, the ninja system and what I had heard was working for other people in their business and, and giving them energy wasn't going to work for me. Um, and then when I went through it, it really changed my mind. So, so that's the other, the thing is like, you know, hearing other people's experiences and then trying to, I don't know, translate it into what's going to work for you. You kind of just have to go through it yourself to realize, I think. Absolutely. And for some of the people listening who may not even have an understanding of what we say when we mean Ninja, you know, it is a a four day uh, deep dive in uh, mindset, skill set and action based around a concept of in real estate of helping clients and building relationships. And, um, you know, there's people from all, all different aspects of real estate who come to this, I mean, in terms of how long they've been in the business, brand new, been in the business for a while. And it really is, uh, it, I would say life-changing. That's the biggest thing that I hear people say, because it makes you really think about who you are and how you show up. And I love the fact that, you know, you said, uh, you know, I never really thought about, uh, you know, these phone calls or how we be, how did I was going to be salesy. We really shift your mind on in that day one where we just really talk about how you create value. And I think um, that's the key to the phone calls, the kind of the maybe the, um, you know, what came to your mind is that, oh, all of a sudden now I'm, I'm calling people, but it's not about listing and selling houses, it's about engaging in people's lives. And when we do that consistently, it's amazing uh, the outcome we get from that. Yeah. Um, and not, not necessarily even in a business sense. I mean, the outcome that I got was this like personal benefit to my life of being able to reconnect with some people that, that I wouldn't have had the catalyst to do otherwise. Right. Um, I think the other piece that I had heard from folks was just all about the mindset stuff and, and the gratitudes and, 
um, affirmations. And I had taken some performance mindset training in the past, you know, online from Dr. Michael Gervais through um, a program that I did at Microsoft. And um, I had also participated in some career coaching and then also as a coach in some aspects in my past career. And so I also thought, you know, what additional value am I going to get out of this? Right. And I really did like the, the, the system and the process that is taught in Ninja. And I bought the five minute journal mm-hmm. um, and I've been doing it every day. And it's really been fantastic. Like, you know, we, this past week I've been reflecting, we went through COVID um, just on the things that I'm grateful for, <laughs> you know, health and the opportunity to be outside and, and building, cultivating that practice is something I would not have started um, I've thought about for years in my life and I wouldn't have started if I just hadn't had the push from Ninja. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, that uh, journal is great that uh, for the listeners, it's by a company called Intelligent Change and it's a five minute journal. So literally it's a daily journal where it literally takes about five minutes, but it's phenomenal the impact that it has. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, so when, right, when do you think, I mean, you, you, you're really new in your opinion, when's a great time to take the ninja? Do you feel great that you took it when you were so new or do you, did you, were there things that related to you or are there things where you're like, okay, I haven't gone through this yet. So maybe this isn't as relevant as it needs to be. I'd love to have your take on that. Yeah. Well, I, I, that was one of the th- the reasons why I had been hesitant about signing up right as well. And I could get, I have a tendency sometimes to get caught in analysis paralysis, but you know, I didn't want to take it too soon that I wouldn't be able to internalize any of it. Um, but I also didn't want to wait to take it. And that's what initially pushed me over the edge to sign up was when I looked at, you know, the, in, the investment and also for me, the opportunity cost of not taking it when it was close by and I could, and I could do it and still be here with my family, um, in the evenings really was the, the final push for me. But I, honestly, my new perspective on it is take it as soon as you can, because I've heard of folks who take it regularly every couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the myths of it is you have to take everything from Ninja and implement it right away. And I really think a a more effective strategy would be progress over perfection and implement what you can. Don't wait to take it. Even if you're only able to implement a few pieces of the Ninja 9, now you understand what the path is, you know where the resources are, and it's going to make you such a better agent from the day you take it and help you really serve your clients, better client experience. I just would say, don't wait at all. <laughs> Take it right away. I mean, I should I should caveat that to say, okay, if you haven't maybe, um, you know, you don't really know enough about how to do the job as a real estate agent, then some of that stuff might feel a little over your head. But, um, but it's sort of the same as diving in and taking some other courses from Windermere and you don't wait to do that, you know? Um, so yeah, I really just think as soon as possible would be my advice. Yeah, and I love that advice because I do believe what you're saying is, you know, uh, you know, progress over perfection is take take what you did learn, and there's going to be tools that we're going to give you right away. In fact, I think they even say that on day one, there's tools we're going to give you that you can start using immediately. They're going to enhance your relationships, enhance your communication, enhance your enhance your life, and then you just slowly uh, like building blocks, start stacking the next one on the next one on, and come back. You know, like I said, agents take it every two years. I, I believe we had a gentleman. In the class, if you remember, Carlos, I mean, he hadn't even gotten his real estate license yet. Um, and I got the greatest email from him just saying, wow, you know, uh, this was terrific. And here's here's the benefits that I got from taking it. You know, and he hasn't even put together a transaction yet because he's not even licensed. 
Yeah. And he's going to, I think his initial journey in real estate is going to be easier the first couple of months because he's going to know what to focus on in those first few days in terms of connecting with his database, building systems. Whereas if you haven't taken it, maybe you're, you know, trying to figure that out. So, um, and I thought about, you know, even the investment too, isn't much more, I mean, it's different if you're traveling, I suppose. And that's the other thing to look at and considerate, consider um, when and where you take it. Um, but it wasn't much more than having to, um, you know, buy my for sale signs and a boards. And so, you know, when you scale zoom out and really put that in perspective, it's, it's worth doing as soon as you can. Absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's a tax write-off. And the other thing that I always say to people is that, you know, you, you obviously, you met a lot of people when you were there for four days. I mean, I got to believe you established relationships with agents that work outside of your market area. Um, yeah, I did. And that was great. Yeah. And I always say to people, you know, if you're going to take it, uh, have the mindset when you come to the class that, you know, you're there to build relationships and potentially get referral business or send referral business. And, uh, and one of the other things I tell people, if you're going to take it the second time, go take it out of your area. I mean, go to Portland, go to Sun Valley, go to California, go to wherever we happen to be teaching at the time and get in a room with a bunch of people that don't work in your marketplace because you become the only person there. Like we had one gentleman in that entire class where we had 65 agents, 65 students, and we had one gentleman from Park City, Utah, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, so, and one person from Fort Collins, Colorado. So you know, they're, they're immersed in a room with all these people. And the whole idea is, you know, you get one, one referral, uh, you've paid basically for uh, that education. And then on top of that, you know, all the other stuff that ensues for you. Absolutely. So here's a question. So, uh, so why do you think people hesitate or wait to go to Ninja? What do you think the excuses are? I mean, obviously you were brand new, you might've heard some of them, but what do you think those are? Yeah. I mean, I think one of them for me again was, I was worried I wouldn't be able to internalize enough of it. So I thought I should wait and build some of my systems and processes. And I would say right away, like in terms of myth busting, don't wait because these this this um, class will teach you systems and processes. So you have a foundation to build on and they're proven and it makes for a much better, I would say, client experience in the beginning. The other I know is definitely financial. I've heard people talk about that when you are starting in this business, there's a lot of upfront costs and you may or may not know when your next paycheck is coming. Um, but like I said, I, for me, I just sort of zoomed out and looked at all the costs and what would the value be for each of them. And some of them, you just say, I have to do that. And I almost want to think about Ninja that way too, where it's like, just assume it's something you've got to do because it's going to be so worth it. Um, and then I think the other one is also just, you know, timing and location. So for me, you know, I, I love the idea of taking a second one out of, um, out of my area to make connections, but you know, you're, I knew that this would happen the week that I signed up to Dick Ninja was actually a busy business week for me. Um, and so I was glad that I was still nearby and, you know, we had family stuff going on too. So I think looking at when it's coming up and figuring out when it's going to work for you and then committing to do it, um, is what I would recommend. And, and also just, yeah. And then also I would just say, put your myth, misconceptions to the side and, and approach it with an open mind. Yeah, I think that's the other thing too, is that, um, you know, so many times we have people that give us uh, their pers perspective or their judgment about something. And I always say, hey, look, you know, give it a shot. And the one thing that I always will tell everybody is, you know, this program has been around for 28 plus years and uh, we know that it works and we know that it works well. And so there's a lot of people sometimes I think that I hear, uh, you know, 
little, you know, little grumblings and stuff inside offices where they're like, ah, yeah, well, I did this and it didn't work for me. And I always question, I said, well, how much of it did you actually commit to? And I think mm -hmm. I said that on day one, I said, you know, we can show you the path, but everybody has to walk it. And I think we have, you know, out of the people that take Ninja, we have 20% of them that really commit to doing the activities and having that phenomenal uh, experience. And we have people that, you know, that they take the class, I think I call the passive learners. Mm. By that is they they take the class and they say somebody, oh, I took the class, but they're not actually implementing the things they learned in class. Um, and on the other point on on uh, expense, I did want to point this out. I have had in the past people say, you know what, uh, you know, so many times we try to, uh, you know, step over a dollar to pick up a dime. And what I mean by that is I'll have agents that will say, well, it's expensive, so I'm not going to take it. And then I said, well, if you had known for these things, just implemented for these things, possibly would you have not a lot lost that listing or potentially would you have gotten that buyer under contract? And they say, you know what? I probably would have. I said, exactly. And so by, by trying to save money and not get the education, get the, the tools and the strategies that allow you to be more productive and more proficient, you actually lost money. Mm -hmm. uh, and you also lost time because now you've got this time in front of you. Now you got to ramp back up. And you also have clients that are out there. If they had a poor experience with you, you've lost that referral opportunity. I mean, mm -hmm. you can come back and repair the relationship, but let's be honest, you know, a lot of people, if they have a bad experience with you, it takes a lot of effort and time to get back on their good side. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, so what to expect? So let's, well, actually let's look at this one, uh, how to prepare. Um, if, if you were speaking to somebody now, after you've gone through it and you're saying, Hey, all right, get yourself ready to come to this class. What, what, what are the things you would say that helped you prepare or what would you recommend for people? Yeah. Well, this one was, is one of the reasons I was excited to talk to you about on this podcast was that I had found your podcast in the fall, um, as well as the Ninja Selling podcast, the Windermere Coaching Minute and the um, Ask a Coach podcast. Mm -hmm. And I had been listening to them like while I walked the dog. So a couple of week, um, but not every day. And that was fantastic because it gave me sort of a sneak peek and it helped to build some of the building blocks in my brain so that when I was at Ninja, it didn't all feel super overwhelming to me. I wouldn't say you need to do that. It just, it was helpful for me. That's, you know, I know my own learning style and it helped me be a more active learner in the class when, when I would hear you tell a story or, um, make reference to something. And I was like, Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that on a podcast. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that approach. Um, I, I don't think, I will say, I don't think you need to do anything to prepare. Um, you show up, you're going to, learn a ton. Um, but I, I think that a theme that I hear consistently from people is that sometimes they feel overwhelmed at the end of Ninja. And I, and I think it helped me not to feel overwhelmed by having some of that upfront. And I had also my, um, awesome designated broker had given me a copy of the Ninja selling book when I started. And so I had skimmed through some of that too, but it was not a replacement for taking the class. I mean, first and foremost, because I'm a busy person and I don't have a ton of time to read you know, books. And sometimes at the end of the day, you know, my brain is too tired anyway. And so it, it was a great, like I said, building block, but I, I really needed to take the class to uh, learn the material. Yeah. And I think the, the great thing too, is that, you know, um, even though it does seem like a lot of stuff, I mean, I get it. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of content is that we actually need you to get kind of tired and break down because it opens up your non-conscious brain to let new information in. <laughs> No, it really does. And, uh, you know, and I've yet to have an ninja where I didn't have people say, oh my gosh, my brain is just so full. 
But I don't know about you, if you experience this, but all of a sudden stuff starts coming back to you like the week after. And you're like, oh my gosh, I remember this. Or I remember that. Because your brain records all that. I mean, uh -huh. it, it, it all went in there, um, which is why sometimes we feel so overwhelmed. But, uh, and then also, I think we're really clear on the last day is that, you know, tapping into resources. So whether it's getting into a skills group in your office, which I know your office has, um, getting around other ninjas, building that reference group of people who are like-minded doing the same thing you want to do, um, you know, getting a coach, uh, you know, we do a lot of coaching, uh, getting on mastery or getting on the linear path. I mean, there, there's so many different opportunities for people once they leave ninja to kind of stay in the flow of that, uh, the, the concept and the tools and the strategies so that it keeps being refreshed, you know, week after week after week. Yeah. And I think for me, the biggest takeaway is to continue returning to Ninja as a touchstone, right? Because every time I return to the resources or to the book, you know, I remember, like you said, something in my non-conscious brain that I, that I can implement. And if I just can implement a little bit more, like you say, better every day, then, you know, and it doesn't, I actually, I shouldn't say every day, you know, just continuing to focus on getting better or implementing something new. Um, when I encounter that scenario, remembering that I have those resources. And now that I have them, having taken Ninja, I see is a really valuable resource. Absolutely. Um, so one of the things, you know, when you said what to expect at Ninja, and you already touched on some of this, but uh, obviously we talked about new connections, support systems. Uh, help me with this one, learning new ways of thinking. What, how, how did you, how did we help you with that? What, what was some of the things that you took away in terms of just uh, new ways of thinking about stuff? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest ones was, um, you know, it's, it's so funny because I've often been a person who aspires to be mindful or, you know, remi reminds other people that, you know, practicing gratitude can be really beneficial for your health. But I, I, I didn't necessarily remember, I think sometimes when I had learned some of this stuff earlier was just a different phase in my life when I was like a new parent and some of it was kind of just didn't land. And this time it really stuck with me. So, um, you know, focusing on my daily affirmations or my gratitudes, that that has been, I would say, <laughs> the biggest game changer for me. And I know it's still early, so I can't say like, oh, this has changed my life in the last year. Right. Um, but I, I feel it every day. And um, I think the other thing, which is a little bit different than new ways of thinking, was just all the great resources around. And I mean, it was like pro start, but then taken up like three levels where it's like, here are some great systems and strategies and ways to help your clients through these, these challenging parts of a, tr of a transaction, um, that I would never have, I just never would have known about, you know, maybe I would have, if I had spent a bunch of time interviewing people in my offices about what they've learned in their 20 years of real estate and, and what's worked for them. Um, but some of those, you know, not just scripts, but like checklists and, processes and resources that really I'm happy to have access to all of those resources now. Absolutely. Well, and the other thing too is, I mean, you, you are in a relationship, you have kids and, you know, I think we're role models. And one of the things that I found when I took Ninja a long time ago is that it made me become a better, uh, a better person in my relationships. It made me become a better parent. It made me just change my perspective on how I saw how I fit into my life. Mm -hmm. and, in doing so, it changed my energy. It changed how I showed up with people. And that started manifesting a whole new world for me. I don't know if, if you're experiencing that or if that, if that resonates with you, but those are also some of the things I find is so many times when we're coaching people and they say, well, my business isn't going the way I want. 
some of the first things I ask is, well, walk me through your routine, uh, you know, walk me through your energy, walk me through your mindset, because you're basically creating your life. I mean, you're, you know, your outside world is a mirror of your inside world. And I think that that's one of the things that Ninja really taught me is that it, as we become better people internally, it's amazing on what it creates outside of us. Absolutely. And some of the universal energy in, that we talked about in, in Ninja, where, it, I mean, it was really weird. You know, you talk about the stories of people making phone calls and two of the people that I called were both like, whoa, I was thinking about you recently. <laughs> right. um, and I'm like, that's just, that's just too weird. <laughs> yeah, we too complete, right. We don't, we want to fight it. It's so amazing how I hear that in class. I'm like, this is just crazy. How does this happen? I said, it's because it's energy. I mean, it's just, it's how the world communicates, but you know, we don't want to believe it. And so we want to try everything else, but that, um, and I always equate it to, uh, you know, people who say, I want to get in better shape. So I'm going to buy this program I'm going to buy that program. I'm going to do this program. I said, you know, people have been known how to get in better shape for many, many years. It's just, you know, move your body and consume healthy food. And, and, you know, but we want to, we want to go find the magic bullet or this, this thing or that thing, but we don't realize that, Hey, there's a lot of stuff around science and biology and human relations that works so phenomenally well, but we just aren't aware of it, you know, and we don't put practices in place so that we can maximize it. Right. It's like that thing you say a lot in Ninja is like what you focus on grows or where you, you know, focus your energy grows. And so that's really a lot of what you learn in this class is some of the principles around that. And then you can make the choice to run where you focus your energy. Okay. So here, let's, let's, let's hit this last one here. So here's my question. So you go to the four days, you got all this information. We ended on, we ended at the end of Thursday. So now you got Friday to kind of do some downtime or, you know, to kind of digest some of the stuff. And then all of a sudden Monday hits, what are your best practices for the listeners in terms of just your follow-up? What, what did you find work for you and, and what could be some advice you give to people, you know, that have just gone through it that are like, okay, now how do I get, how do I stay on the path? Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I would say for me, it was really, I mean, this sounds like a, you know, like I was paid to say this, but getting that five minute journal was, was like the catalyst to get me in the headspace for, um, for a, attacking the rest of my Ninja nine through the week, mm -hmm. uh, because it was, it was the tool <laughs> that helped me to start building that habit, which I looked at as a bridge habit to the other Ninja nine of, you know, staying in contact with my database. And, um, I, I definitely was not winning my days by 11. The first few days, uh, our kid got sick and our whole routine was thrown off, but it was, it was almost like proved to me that I could do it anyway. <laughs> um, and I also have been focused on creating some systems. So I, I made a little bag for myself that has my note cards in it. Um, a pen, some stamps. So I've been I've been focusing on how do I build for systems for myself to make it easier for me to um, to stay in flow. And the other thing that I'm really grateful for is the skills group in my office. Um, like I said, I had some fantastic colleagues who reached out and were supportive uh, through the Ninja class. And then we've immediately implemented a Ninja skills group. So we're connecting with each other a couple times a month to share best practices, kind of process how we're, um, staying on, on inflow and, and then I'll even do some practicing with, um, you know, processes and systems for buyers and sellers. So I, I think those are really, um, the keys. I mean, you'll have to ask me, Michael, in six months, like, 
we'll <laughs> how it's have, going. We'll have you back on. We'll have you back on in six months for a follow-up podcast where you can you got say, it. how is this working? You got it. Because the other thing I was going to say, um, and I was not paid to say this either, is that I have been continuing to listen to the podcast. Um, and actually, I'm I'm. it's so fun to do it because it's almost like the third time I'm hearing some of this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing that or I can do that. <laughs> and so it's sort of um, feeding the positive energy around the systems. So <clears throat> I, I, one of the things I was going to ask you, so everybody gets the um, the planner, right? Have you been, has that been helpful? Have been using that at all? You know, I might be the anomaly here because I'm digital. I'm a, I do everything digitally. So what, but what I've done is I have, um, I'm a, I worked at Microsoft, so I use OneNote. My mm -hmm. whole life is in OneNote. And when I started in real estate, I built systems in OneNote. So what I've done is I've created kind of um, a hybrid model where I have sort of a monthly uh, uh, page for my month. And in that I have my, um, what do I want to do today? What do I want to do this week? What are my goals for the month? And then the other thing that I'm doing, which I actually feel really positive about is I'm actually in my database every day instead of in my planner. Um, and I, and I think that's one of the big takeaways for me from Ninja too, which is learn the systems and then figure out how to make them work for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I, I have my database and I spend time in it every day. And I, when I get ideas about, you know, someone that I want to reach out to, I write it in OneNote and then I, I have a way to integrate that. So, um, so I'm not a, a handwritten person, but I am in my tools online every day. I love it. And uh, I was going to ask you, uh, any of the, did any of those books that you, that we talked about resonate with you or any, any of the additional kind of content that we recommend on each day? Yes. And I re I pulled out my mindset book from Carol Dweck because that was like a game changer for me in my life. Um, and so I have been revisiting that book. Um, and on, <laughs> I honestly, I've just been flagging kind of like you did when you held it up my ninja selling book. Yeah. Um, so I have those two things and I carry them in my backpack with me. So, um, and then I, I was, I mean, I was writing down the first couple of days, all the great books that you were recommending. And then I remembered, realized that they were listed in the back of the <laughs> workbook. Um, so I have this idea to do a book group, um, with our ninja skills group where maybe like we pick, and I don't want it to be overwhelming. I don't know, maybe it's four books a year. Um, and then we can do something like that with a, with a broader group of people as a way to stay in touch and keep learning. Yeah, I mean, you're we're not uh, we're not at a loss for content. I mean, there's just so much great stuff there, and I believe that you know we can all be learners every day. Um, so any so this is great, and I and I love that you did this. And I have to just give you a kudos because you did come up to me at the end of it and said, "Hey, I know in your podcast because I had said, hey, I'd love to have people on the podcast, and you were great to come up and be really forthright and just go, hey, I'd love to just do this talk because I think people can learn from it. So I want to give kudos to that and thank you." Uh, for doing this today. And then any, any last little uh, nuggets of wisdom you want to share? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest one for me was just <laughs> acknowledging my own fixed mindset in the process mm -hmm. and having that breakthrough was, was really an, a great experience and a good sort of humbling experience to kind of remember to check my own assumptions Um and that's why I was so excited, you know, about this idea of sharing it because I wanted to be like, Hey, I was a skeptic <laughs> and, and now I'm a, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a believer, but, um, 
Yeah. And I also just say, if anyone wants to talk to me about my experience, I'd be happy to, because, um, you know, everyone's experience is different and unique to them and they come with different sets of beliefs and experiences. But, um, but yeah, I just, I'm so glad that I took it when I did. And, um, I would love to have that check-in in six months and see, see how things are going. What I have a goal, Michael, to be a, a slide in one of your ninja installations. Yeah, I love, well, I, and I made a note here and I do have one question on the day we did the personality types, what, which quadrant were you dominant in? Which one were you? You in? know, what is so funny about this is I've done disc. Mm -hmm. I am, I'm a chameleon. <laughs> so I really struggled. I don't know if you saw me, but I was trying to put myself in one and then I tried to switch to the other. And, oh, then, move, yeah. <laughs> and then you were like, wait, which one are you? Because um, I'm the extroverted introvert. Got it. who has, you know, an analytical mind, but I also am, you know, sometimes be, be, be brief, be bright, be gone. I mean, um, so I, you know, I don't know if it's like an identity crisis. Power perfection but, world, right? What's that? Power perfection world. I mean, I am, I'm, I'm a hybrid of power perfection, perfection because yeah, which is good because it, it enables me to really resonate. I think with a lot of different um, people, but the other piece of it is that it's, is sometimes it takes more energy to do one or the other, depending. So, right. well, and I asked you that specifically because I do, sometimes I get people that will say, well, you know what? Uh, I don't really know if ninjas for me or, you know what, or they'll overanalyze and they'll say, well, I've got, a, have got 12 questions I want to ask you about it before I even think about signing up for it. And here's what I find. Most of the people that have a higher level of skepticism about the class live in that power perfection world. Mm. Um, the peace and the party world they just do right because peace and party are like ah let's give it a shot see what happens peace people are like well i hope i like it but then you got the perfection and the power that are like well maybe i don't need it because i'm already good or the perfection people that say oh i gotta really dig dig, dig deep and get some information on you know what exactly i'm going to take away from this mm -hmm. um, it's costing me and so i think I, I that's why i asked you specifically and i love to have you on here because now your perception of, of being where you were and then going through it i think can help a lot of people um, and then you had said, I'd love it. If people want to reach out to you, what's the best way Perry, for people to get a hold of you? Yeah. So, um, I guess my email address, which is just my name, P E R I at windermere.com. Um, my phone number is, um, on the, on my website on windermere.com uh, on my profile page. And I'm also on Instagram. My handle is P N W like P Northwest Pacific mm -hmm. Northwest, Perry P E R I. So at P-N-W-P-E-R-I. I love that's it. Awesome. You got you got your name at winnerver.com and you joined us in 2022. That's awesome. I think I've been able to have my name at whatever in almost every job I've had. Uh, I the benefit, I suppose, of having the unique name that as a kid you weren't so stoked about is uh, it's memorable when you're an adult. Well, I will definitely put in the show notes uh, your contact information. I'll also put a link to that Intelligent Change uh, five-minute journal. And uh, I just want to say thank you for taking the time today. Uh, I really appreciate it. And like we always end all these podcasts, we always uh, hope that people enjoy the content. If you like what we're doing, let us know. Uh, please feel free to share this podcast out. And then we always end by saying, be awesome, help somebody. And if you feel like you could be on this podcast or you've got some great stuff to share, be like Perry. Reach out to me, fanning at winter.com. And I'd love to put you on the podcast. Perry, again, thank you so much for taking the time today. And thank you so much for having me, Michael. All right, everyone, be awesome and help somebody.
Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.